This podcast is brought to you by Good Episode Productions. Unfortunately, this episode's audio has been replaced with the director's commentary track for Scary Movie 3. Uh, Push the button and let me know before I... <laughs> yeah, keep Duck. going. Don't press the red go button. Go on. Serenade us. Yeah, Rub it. and go. You gotta be the freak on the podcast. Wow, that's really yeah. good. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. It was okay. Oh, shut the fuck up, George. Um, I am... <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing this, but I am buying a ticket for a podcast live show stream event. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> simp. Which podcast? <gasps> Root Tales of Magic. The Romaniacs. <laughs> it's, the thing about Root Tales is that the podcasters themselves are all like, the people who are doing it are very skilled, like improv comedians, so it's like... Oh, that, oh. well, if they're there, improv there comedians, a, then... <laughs> there is not a force on Earth, nor a rhetorical skill that could, could, that could persuade me to try listening to that. <laughs> it's... But I'm glad you enjoyed. No, it. it's great. It's like uh, it's it's an it's it's the actual play podcast for people who hate actual play podcasts. Ah. <laughs> they... but if you really hate them, you don't listen to them. I can't chat. You're any just in denial about um, going to podcasts, live shows because I've been to I think three nightmare ones. Oh mm-hmm. my god! No, I wouldn't <laughs> cancel. I, I feel like watching an actual live show in person that sounds bad, but for like. Live streamed events, it's fine. I mean, I think uh, there was like you a don't band have to be around one, around right? real uh, podcast yeah. fans, you know. Yeah, it was it was good. I saw Aaron McEwen. Mm, I don't know who that it's is. Fun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything. I'm stupid. <laughs> you know what's going to be even greater about getting a new computer is that uh, I can record my podcasts on my good mic rather than on my kind of worse mic, which I have to record on because my good mic is so good that it destroys my computer when I try and use it for <laughs> podcasting. <laughs> your mic's so good that it destroys <laughs> It just can't cope. It can't do audacity and uh, my good mic and Discord at the same time. It says, no, I am not. I refuse to do that. <laughs> Other once, once. When me and Janosch did a, um, I think it was our last stream of Vampire the Masquerade, it yeah. did work for the entire thing and it sounds sounds beautiful. So Whilst you were streaming as well? Yeah, which I don't That's know why. Because <laughs> I, try I tried to you use it. I tried to use it for fucking watching uh, mermaid shows and it always like breaks my Discord when I do that. Um, so who knows? There's no logic to anything. Uh, you should watch our really good Vampire the Masquerade streams. We should do yeah. another one. We should do soon. another one. It's just hard because of timing, but yeah, yeah we should. Because you're working. Yeah. They're not even streams, they're Let's Plays because we're in 2012. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of some funny things to say about there's what nothing, to There's week. nothing funny to say. Ooh, Every bit of humor. Every humor... Uh, starter, you know, like the starter of a humorous bit, uh-huh. um, like the, the uh, seed, the seed of a bit, a bit seed. They've all been used. Um, the ground is barren. Has been done already. <laughs> There's yeah. no Even... jokes left. Everything is just scorched earth and like yeah. We've weeds. talked about every every weird way of jacking off at this point. So there is really no more. That. There's nothing else to <laughs> say about jacking off. No more ways. <laughs> what about no, if you no more found methods? Yeah. Every way to jack. Can we list the ways of jacking off? There's... 
upside there's down. There's supine masturbation. Yes. There's standing masturbation. Okay, yeah. Mutual there's masturbation. on your side masturbation. Uh-huh. There's two of those. Uh, there's inverted masturbation. Oh, what's and that? There's prone masturbation. What's inverted <laughs> masturbation? You, you stand on your head. <laughs> oh, right. You put it what? inside. They're Australians. <laughs> You've got to be very athletic. And then there's like the... Tie your feet up. There's Jared Way masturbation. Was it Jared Way? No, sorry. It's uh, Mar- <laughs> Marilyn Manson masturbation where you, you get two your of your neck. ribs removed. Oh, mm-hmm. right, yeah. Ah. That's not masturbation. That's Classic. like self-fellatio, which I think is different. See, there's no Do comment it. in there. <laughs> Well, okay, how about this? Italian masturbation, where you have your, like, you're going mamma mia with the hand thing, but you're doing, you're jacking it off. What What if you made macaroni (laughs) that was actually a flashlight? I don't know. (laughs) Like, the pasta, the pasta was just wide enough that you could stick your dick. Yeah, so it's macaroni in the pot, that's some wet-ass pussy. Yeah, exactly. But but yeah, basically, I don't Mm. know. You see, there's nothing here. any current events that were ha- funny? I... No. <laughs> All the uh, current events are terrible. <laughs> yeah. I thought for a second, then I remember that it's just been shooting, so... Yeah. Keir Starmer got shouted at by a, a pub landlord in Bath, but sadly the pub landlord was shouting at him because he didn't want lockdowns because it was just old people dying. So mm. it doesn't matter. Mm. Yeah. It sucked. I was like, hey, right on. Oh, oh, no. (laughs) Sorry. Prince Philip fucking died. Or did we do this last time? I think we did it last time. um, We did it last time. um, No, we do have some sad news, actually. Um, Chaz, or whoever edits this, roll sad music over the top. Maybe uh, a funeral march from. I'll do um. I'll do my slowed down flute medley cover of Game of Thrones theme. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But, uh,. I've got to say, this week we say goodbye to a real one. We're pouring out all of our all of our cum jars for friend of the show Bernie Madoff. May he rest in peace. <laughs> May he rest in peace. May he taught rest. me. He taught me how to be weird, <laughs> and I, I'm forever thankful to him for that. I wish he hadn't, but but it's fine. Now he has. I've learned to live with it, so it's fine. <laughs> He taught us the secrets to succeed in the podcasting business. Yeah, which is. Uh, <laughs> We actually perfected his um, model of getting people to pay you money and then paying them back with other people's money. Yeah. Um, but we, we perfected that by never having to pay anyone any money back. What, what is uh-huh. a podcast? So, <laughs> fuck you, Bernie Mayfield. What is yeah, a podcast I'm... but a Ponzi scheme of the personality, you know? <laughs> yeah, yes. why have a pyramid scheme where you can just have a line scheme where you're at one end of the line and the person paying you is at the other? Yeah, it's yeah, like but you're less a parasocial them. relationship, a more a parasitic social relationship. Yes, exactly. Mm. We're feeding off of you. Yeah. And much like um, Toxoplasma Gondi, we are changing your brain chemistry to make you act more irrationally and very uh, become very attracted to cats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. I have actually uh, been looking at our podcast reviews recently and I just wanted to say a big fuck you to everyone who gave us four or four and a half stars. <laughs> Yeah, only nerds do that. Nerds who I hate, who give you four and a half stars, the bitches. You absolute nerds. This is this is like victim blaming, something which I do constantly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's a really weird thread, though. (laughs) No, it's very funny to me. 
I wonder what Terry with Poster's brain would have been like. I don't. I don't want to know. So glad, you know. So I mean, <laughs> that's not what I meant. <laughs> that's what you say. I'm I'm sad that Terry's dead, but also I'm like, in some ways, it's like a blessed relief to not have to like see him become something terrible in a posting yeah. sense. You know, like there are so yeah, many I bad paths that. he could have gone down that. Would have been really upsetting. Well, I he could just be doing exactly what Neil Gaiman's doing. Yeah. yeah. See, I don't think he would have discovered tweeting. Mm. <laughs> um. Well, he has a Twitter. That's... I don't know. He did. did he did like computers. He, yeah. 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 He liked computers, but not social media. I think. I don't know. Yeah, but I would. I wouldn't like to hear his thoughts on cancel culture. Like that's not. Yeah. That's I, not I, I don't want to see. I don't want to see whether or not he's like Suzanne Moore was unfairly fired or whatever. You know, I like I don't oh. want to. I don't want to see that sort of stuff. Yeah. But to be uh, to be fair, let's not like assume the worst of him. No, I can't help it. He's a British like I know right, right, former journalist, which just like you know, it's never gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, you could have just ended that with he's British. <laughs> Hey, hey. He's British. She was. Yes, you're British, Robin. Checkmate. Checkmate. Yeah, that is <laughs> true. I'm very clever. <laughs> He's British and this he was guy. knighted by the Queen, so. Exactly. Yeah. He would have done a RIP Prince Philip post. Probably. I Did don't think so. I don't think he would have done. <laughs> Did you see that oh. post Matt Smith made uh, where he like posted himself why would i ever from... read matt smith <laughs> but he like posted himself of when he was like in playing prince philip oh, in yes. the crown and he was like oh Rest my in god peace, yeah old chap uh, <laughs> you were such a delight and you knew it like he but like, it, it, it was it was like written as if like it had no actual reference to anything prince philip would have done like it just sounded like mad libs uh and at the same time, like <laughs> apparently, literally, the first thing Matt Smith does as Prince Philip in that show is like shout at someone. Like you can't <laughs> if if someone you should know that he was a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. You should That's know so that. Funny. That three of his three of his brothers uh, fought for the Wehrmacht or the SS. Yeah. In the war. Yeah. Uh, one of the what reason four of them didn't is because one of them died in a plane crash before the war. <laughs> <laughs> what a loser! <laughs> if only he I read, had up, the I read up on his family tree on Wikipedia, like when he died. And I was like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very weird family. <laughs> I can't believe Matt Smith did that. That's so fucking funny. <laughs> it's so good. I support that actually. I think yeah, it's I pretty, think that's actually practice. That's deranged actor posting, but like. It, in I a like, good way. I like it's a fact. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's get into this. Let's, let's start talking yeah. about the book. Yeah, <laughs> I have I've nothing. Got... Yeah. Um, the book? Oh, no. <laughs> Did you know we were going to read a book today, George? Fuck! Um, we're reading it on stream to you. It's an audiobook now. Um, yes. Okay. Carrots. Hello. Would it be so wrong if I bought my human pet in? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, but he has a human pet. (laughs) Awful. 
<laughs> Another Discworld novel, which once again features one of the more familiar characters of the Discworld, Samuel Vines. Mm -hmm. Sam Vines. Uh, he most decidedly doesn't save the world. What he does do is give the world time to save itself, which is very much more of a, a Discworld way of doing things. Sam Vines is not gifted with a huge intellect. It's absolutely right for Sam Vines. Trolls and dwarves and vampires. Discworld way of doing things. Vines finds himself in the same circumstances. And I really trust you. I've trusted you up till now. Discworld way of doing things. Who watches so much? A podcast for dog lovers and dog haters. Um, basically, for everyone who has strong feelings about dogs. Emphasis on the lovers. I am your host, Chaz, and you know, uh, I I want you to know that I don't know. I can't think of anything. My mind's. Got completely blank because <laughs> now I'm thinking about Angua being a human pet. Um, yeah. uh, I'm your host, Chaz, and I'm, you know, I'm retiring from the watch today, but don't worry about it. I'm feeling very normal and I'm sure it will be fine. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm your host, Robin, and I don't know much about copaganda, but what I do know is I'd like to copaganda that bird over there. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, I'm your host, Janosh. Um, I just want to, uh, you know, every, uh, everyone who's been like hurling accusations at uh, at us. I just, I just, I just want you to know that podcasting doesn't kill people. People kill people. So. <laughs> Ooh. Hi. I'm your host George, and I was I was in a bar the other week, and the bartender's like, "Oh, what you do?" And, and I'm like, oh, "I'm a podcaster," and and they're like, "Oh, I'll look you up," and and they're like, and I'm like, "No, but I've been super cancelled right now." <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, this this continues for about like forty five minutes, and then 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 I show the tweet that I was cancelled for, uh, and then it goes on for another forty five minutes. And yes. And I lose all interest in living. Yeah. That is a very I, I, good I, summary of that video. I've, I did watch the whole I've, thing. I've been cancelled. Do I sound cancelled? Yeah, I didn't even. I, I don't even. Didn't even bring it up on any podcast. Like, cause, cause, like, yeah. I, That's not when I when I made it, but it's so uninteresting. Like, even though I got like tons of yeah. people in my mentions for like making a Lindsay Ellis tweet, it wasn't even like that critical or that like bad no. it just it just made fun of her description that was like <laughs> both weirdly tokenizing of like two poc friends she had <laughs> at the same time just also like plugging a ton of her white friends and the people were like well she did list two pocs so it's fine that she also plugged a few white friends after that um it's two different lists uh but yeah imagine being imagine being that invested in like and like a person who any poster. I mean, obviously uh, you're in, you're that invested that... in us. <laughs> Imagine being emotionally invested in someone you've never met. Yeah, you freaks. 
Uh, that's that's one thing, but the other thing is that like she isn't she isn't even like imagine you're I I'm just I'm just thinking about how it kills how it must kill someone's brain to get that much attention as she gets because I liked her content for a while, but yeah, it was like yeah, she made videos about things, right? And it was about okay, this is a critique of Phantom of the Opera or whatever. But apparently these people who are like so invested in her, it's like she became the product, right? And then her newest video is just about herself. Um, that This would never happen to us <laughs> when we become the <laughs> product. Is, it's extremely interesting because I remember she made she made a video about Britney? like manufacturing yeah, yeah. authenticity. Uh, and I don't know, I like a lot of British people, I think, have n- never actually learned anything about media analysis in school. Yeah. You know, you do English, and it's just they're like, "This is this is uh, Romeo and Juliet." They don't do this that is in a sexual innuendo. They, they don't do that like, in any other country either. Like, there's no there's no media not. analysis in school in Germany or like America. I assume. But I don't know people. People really sneer at like the idea of media studies here, and like I used to. That's and wild. Now I'm like. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> they say they say it's, it's like a, they say it's like a media. fake subject, and it's like I'm not sure. How that's is it helpful. How is it faker than the analysis of literature? Like, how is there, it faker there is than the, the analysis there of is books no that are like 500 Smart. years old? There's no, there's no reason. It's because dead people, people did oh, It's do just it. about TV. You just watch films, and it's like, yeah. Well, maybe you should use <laughs> sure. your brain, and that's why we have a media class that's comprised of like the worst members of society. <laughs> <laughs> so you know it would be like her videos were something that like made me vaguely aware of like very basic media analysis stuff which i have never uh, pursued any further <laughs> i must hasten to add yeah but like i know that's a thing now yeah mm-hmm. and i can do it perfectly which is why I have a problem. <laughs> 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 um but yeah but then like oh look you can manufacture authenticity in this way and then i'm like <laughs> However many years later, I'm like, oh wait, <laughs> that's yeah. she's she's done that. And she it was not even. Does years. she realize she's done it? I feel does... like yeah, I feel like that's what's become to all of them. Like they were like doing because in that video she was doing like an ironic bit about parasocial relationships. I guess about how people would also be parasocial to her video or whatever. And now now it's like she seems to be swimming in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. The, my my other main point was that even though. That was the most like Randall's appeared in my mentions that that has ever happened to me. I, it's also just so uninteresting to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. It's like nothing. Yeah. I'm so tired of Twitter, but like not for Lindsay Ellis reasons. Like not for because I, I, I assume the point of her video was also that oh, Twitter is awful. I'm not. Yeah. I'm just tired of Twitter, just like in I'm general. Tired. Like I'm just tired of the takes and the posts. <laughs> I'm tired of men. Tired of the takes and the posts and the people. I, I'm yeah, just tired know? in general, though. Like, I'm just bored of being online. You know, <laughs> sometimes yeah, you just want to be in the real world. No offense, no offense to, yeah. to my dear mm-hmm. friends. I want to go to a pub. No phones in sight. Beautiful. No. <laughs> I, would I would like love to, to do have that, my but... phone. <laughs> 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 not I before because because i guess Amer- america got all of the vaccines like at this point even like normal people who have no essential jobs and are like our age are getting vaccinated because they bought all of them and here in germany it seems like they vaccinate one person daily yeah mm. it's because 
Germans are still arguing about like the best regulations to have in terms of how you vaccinate people. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. You've got to do it most efficiently, um, but what what is efficient is yet to be decided by committee. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the watch. What's that? that? Uh, the what? The what? You know. The what? You know, we we do we do this podcast about Terry Pratchett, right? And it's like, what's it all for? <laughs> what's it all for? Why are we what's doing it, this? Who's it all for? Um, <laughs> No, this this was a good book. I'm I'm glad that we finished yeah. this book. This was it was fun. Um, what did we think, gang? Robin, have you finished it before? This was the first time, right? No, this is the first time. Were you surprised? I did just lie about finishing it before. Um, which yeah. bit? Uh, any of it? Was there a bit that like stuck out to you as being like, oh shit, didn't see that coming? Um, I didn't think Doctor Cruces would die. Mm, yeah. You see, if you um, read if you read the later books, you'd know um, that he is not the uh, the head of the Assassins Guild for the whole rest of the series. Yeah, because um, I I remembered yeah. him from the board game um, you have yeah. of yeah. Like, Morpork, and I was like, ah, he's in yes. Um, yeah, and Doctor Cruz was yeah, also in the was... show, right? Like, and she didn't die there. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was she... surprised that Edward Death wasn't mm. like super. The I mean. It's so Terry much. Ha- so much fucking happened in the last. Third. <laughs> so much happened in this third. Um, it's insane. This I, this was, this this was a lot. It's kind of. But it's the te- it's the classic Terry pro- plot structure. It's called gradually building action, then all the action happening. At <laughs> very, <laughs> very tall spike. Yeah. Um, the God, like where even to to pick out? Um, Karen Angua fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Carrot they did. A new hobby, and yeah. then, and then, this, uh, like ten seconds afterwards, carrots like, oh no, I might have fucked a dog. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that how back. it always goes? Yeah. Uh, you know when you're like fucking a lady, and then she turns out to be a dog, and you're like, oh no, <laughs> this goes against my morals. <laughs> um. Okay, so I'll just do like a summary of like the last third of this book. Um mostly to see if I can figure out what order things happen in. Um Yeah, good luck. So the they formed a militia, right? Uh when when last we saw them. Uh they go visit the Fool's Guild, they investigate, they figure out that um one of the dead bodies they found of the clown was actually Edward Deeth, who put on the clown makeup to break into the um, Fool's Guild and then to the Assassin's Guild through the hole in the wall. Um, they then go to break up a riot, which they do by conscripting members of the riot group into um, the Watch <laughs> and then forcing the Day Watch to give up uh, Coalface and then putting him in the Watch as well. So they just sort of, you know, get as many people in the Watch as possible. Um, Angua goes to investigate the Assassin's Guild as a wolf and hangs out with Gaspode. Uh, on the way back, she finds out about the Dogs Guild, which is a, a guild <laughs> run by a guy, well, by a guy, by a dog called <laughs> Big Fido. Fido? New Fido. kind of guy just dropped. New kind of guy just dropped. He's a poodle. He's, a he's, a, he's insane. <laughs> he's dog Hitler. <laughs> he is. He is dog like, Hitler, yeah. Not, not even subtly. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bit where Terry is like 
<laughs> he's talk Big Fido is talking about uh about how wolves are the most like and big dogs are the most natural form of dogs and the superior forms and Big Fido himself is like small and a poodle and I was like mm. Okay Terry mm-hmm. It's the it's the fucking um buff oh Korg, uh, not Corgi, Shiba Yeah meme. It's like <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, I got. <laughs> it's exactly that. I'll make that meme and and, and we'll put it on the Twitter later. But it, okay. it is just this image. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, he's like a he's a deranged poodle who like one day was hanging out and then snapped and decided that he would free himself, and it will free the other dogs. But he like you know kills them if they acts servile in any way and it's like we will return to our roots as wolves and Angba's like that's not how wolves are they're just acting like humans who are dogs who want to be wolves which wolves don't even have names they don't have like you know supremacy (laughs) 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 they successfully sort of managed to put down this riot and then they head back to the watch house Uh, they try and get everything organised but they're just like swearing in a lot of people it's sort of like a you know it's a vibe uh, Angua, Angua heads back to the watch house because she's naked and she wants to find some clothes when she transforms, so she goes into Carrot's room. Oh, Ooh, it even smells like him. Um, and she <laughs> transforms back into a human and puts on like a bed sheet. Carrot comes back and he's super stressed and he's like, damn, I don't know how to solve this case. It's all difficult and challenging. Um, Edward Death, we found his body. He's dead, so whoever's firing the gun now isn't him. Um, and then uh, Gaspode incepts into his brain the idea that he should kiss Angler. <laughs> I love that he's just like, oh, there's a very sexy naked lady in my room. Yeah, he's like, what if oh, a dog hello. could make you horny, but like, literally make you horny. <laughs> <laughs> but also for someone who is like half a dog, uh-huh. or like both a dog and a human. Yeah. Guess but, Paul's like suggesting thing is so funny. Like, <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> the, the idea that people are like a dog can't talk, so it must be part of my brain. Like, did that did that work in? Is that how it worked in moving pictures? I can't remember. I think I think he, so. I think so. Yeah. I think he didn't have quite the power then. They they ignored it, but he yeah. wasn't able to. He hmm. wasn't able to make people do things in the same way. <laughs> yeah. Like, when um. When when he's just scared Angua off, uh, after when that's actually like so actually like quite clever bit of writing where you think oh carrot's saying this and then you slowly realise you know it starts <laughs> to give the dog yeah. a biscuit. <laughs> that's <laughs> so nice. funny. Inventive uh, bit of writing. Yeah. So um, Angua's like, wow, should I kiss him? I don't know. It works. Doesn't normally work out because people find out I'm a werewolf and they break up with me, and it all ends up. And I have to leave and find a new place, um, go to a new city. But she's like, oh, whatever. So she puts Gaspard outside the room, and then oh, <laughs> the bed string, the bed springs go gling, um, and the the world moves for Carrot. <laughs> <laughs> He's no longer virgin. He's no longer virgin. Carrot has become Chad. Yeah, he wakes up and is like, damn, so that's what that is. This is so much better than in the show. This is so much better than in the show where the entire joke is that people keep saying, oh, carrots are virgin. Unlike us big sex havers. (laughs) 
<laughs> and this is just like Vimes, the Welcome big the sex haver. Yeah. He's just like he's just like we've got a horny mirror. He's just like never thought about it before. He's like, huh? I've I've known that people, you know, hang out with women, but I never really knew why. <laughs> he's been to the whore pits as well. Yeah, he's seen, he's seen things <laughs> exactly. Well, in like the first in um. Guards, guards, where he moves in and he moves in with the seamstresses and he's there like, they have a lot of guests. Yeah. Like, all the time. <laughs> just a, he's like, maybe I, I should... I was talking to... <laughs> that's very much... I was talking to some, some of my friends uh, from my year abroad, uh, not to dox anyone because of what I was talking about. Um, and I, I'd gone to visit them a couple of years ago and, uh, he, you know, he, we were chilling. We, were, we, we smoked a joint with his, with his roommate. Uh, and, and then, like, as soon as he moved out, it turned out he'd, he'd not realised, no one living in the house had realised that one of his roommates was was a drug dealer. And he was like, you know, like, people came round all the time and, like, he always had weed, but I wasn't thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what weed does to you. Nice, nice guy. Very generous. Generous. <laughs> well, if he was giving it for free, I mean. Yeah, um, yeah so... Uh, Carrot learns what sex is. It's very exciting for him. Um, yeah. but then he turns around. He thinks about and... how he's not going to write his pa- explain this to his parents when he writes the next yeah, yeah. which <laughs> he said they probably know. Probably yeah. not. Um, but he's like, I will open the curtains, and he shines light on Angra, and she turns into a werewolf, and he like picks up his sword, and she runs away because he's got the sword. Um, the classic post-sex. Uh, I will let the. Uh, full moon shine inside the room. You know what? No, I can't fault him for that. You know, well, it's you... it's hot. He's like opening the window. You know, yeah. Like, oh. You've it's... gone through. You gotta let the your... moon shine on your post-coital dick. It's yeah. like the next stack uh, with the fell breeze thing. Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You gotta let it swing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> we gotta air out the room. Yeah. So Angua probably at this point, she's not gone home to change or wash, so she does probably smell like wet dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, as Carrot feels... Try not to say anything about wet dog. Carrot gets incepted with bad thoughts about her being a werewolf and how sad and sorry he is, but it's just Gaspard incepting thoughts into his brain and <laughs> trying to make him get a biscuit. And then he sort of realises that it's a dog who's talking. And he's like, okay, can you go find her for me? And Gaspard's yeah. like, yeah, fine, okay. Because um, he threatens. Carrot's never hurt an animal, but he'll give Gaspard to Nobby. <laughs> and I guess Nobby will torture him. So... <laughs> Uh, he d- he agrees to go find Angua. Um, we we see that there's another character who's got the gun, but we don't know who it is yet. Um, Vimes no. comes. Uh, they talk about they, going to do like a honor guard for Vimes. Did they already go to like the Doctor Whiteface thing? Was that before? Yeah, yeah. Did I already make a joke last week about how it was so offensive that they're doing whiteface? Yeah, yeah that was me. Yes. Yeah, no, but there's there was like another no, Doctor Whiteface <laughs> in this one. Well, there's but... there's Doctor Whiteface and there's Coldface the Troll, so it kind yeah. of covers. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but like at, at um, this point, Carrot already had, had like the theory that oh, you can just put put on clown makeup and then you look like another clown. I yeah. okay, so yeah, I did. I mean, we finished the summary, but that's a really good bit that I want to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, Cuddy's made a helmet for detritus so he can think better. Vimes wakes up and he's like, damn, 
I'm getting married today. That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> he heads to the Unseen University, which is where he's getting married, um, which is exciting and convenient. Um, and he's like, uh, who's going to be my best man? I don't know. I don't have any normal friends. <laughs> so, uh, there's an organ that's created by Bloody Stupid Johnson, which is great, and I love it. Um, it's very cool. I want to hear it. <laughs> they they've sent all the watchmen around to like guard the perimeter and Cuddy's going up to the uh, Tower of Art which is not good because that's where the bad guy is um, Gaspode is looking for anguish, she's upset but he tries to be persuaded to come back with them um, Vimes goes to the watch house looking for someone to be his best man and is like oh shit what the fuck is going on here, <laughs> where were all these people and then they sort of all simultaneously realise that the guy with the gun is uh, on the Tower of Art just as Lord Venari arrives um, and they sort of, I think Carrot tackles him and they all sort of get shot at. Uh, Venari gets shot in the leg. Um, Detritus gets shot a few times. Carrot gets shot through the shoulder. Um, Vine, Vines yeah. is like, I'm being shot at. I love it. <laughs> it's like, wow, I hate getting married, but I love to be shot. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, this is the point in the book where it's the peak so much is happening at once. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, cause, mm. cause it's, it's also intercepted with like, it's, it's cutting between, between Vimes getting married, a- Angua being gone and Gaspard looking for her and like the whole Fido situation and the, the Cuddy being on the top of the tower and then the shooting happening. Like it's, it's all like changing between these scenes. That, that was a lot to keep track of. Yeah. yeah, it's it's mostly all right, but it does have a bit of Terry confusing scene stuff when he's doing his action mm, scenes, and yeah. you're like, "Huh, what is happening?" It's done better than he has done in the past. Yeah, like, yeah, I think so. Yeah, they're more clearly separated. Yes, um, I'd agree. They're, they're just cutting back and forth quite quickly. Yeah. So, um, Big Fido decides to attack Angua because she's like not a real dog. And they have like a chase scene. Gaspard uses the power, which is where he tells them to sit in his human voice. Um, <laughs> they run. Angua jumps across, like a, from roof to roof. Big Fido tries to go too, but slips and falls. Um, Gaspard grabs him by the collar, but the collar breaks, and he's like, "I am free," and then he dies. <laughs> F. Uh, F. Um, it's it's a lot. And then there's like a mythology about Big Fado where like they keep his collar and they they visit it, but until they forget and then they stop. And there's rumors You're that he is Fido now. I don't know what it is, Fido. I'm I'm voting Fido. It's Fido. I mean, it sounds like Fido an Italian name pre- though. It's it's, it's, it's a it famous, comes from Latin. I mean, it's also like it's in, a dog thing. It's like a dog it's a name. Dog yeah, name. It means faithful. Yeah. It means Fido. Yeah, I mean, if it's if yeah, it's, we'd say Fido because we mangle language. Yeah, but if it's if it's like a Latin thing, then it should be Fido. If you don't like it, there's a fucking door, mate. <laughs> Fido uh, pronunciation. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it like it does say yeah, it does well, say it, British pronunciation Fido. Yeah, uh, yeah it, it would change. To me, it's a, to me it's clearly an Italian word. So you know. You, you and I'm. I would not. I would not say you are wrong. You're just. You're just doing the fucking foreign pronunciation. <laughs> Love Britain. Well, because uh, the foreign. the joke is that it's like a classic dog name thing where they they would call it like Fido. Yeah, Fido, my dog. Yeah. Um, I feel like Fido would be a would like, be a dog name in German too, but they would say Fido. 
It's the kind of like it's like a cartoon dog name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like Fido Bowser. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess that's why it, that's why it sounds like a common dog name to me too. Uh, even though it's mm. like because because like yeah, it, it would be like a cartoon dog name, except in German like or Hungarian translations. Okay. I would say he, he's a he's apparently also a famous Italian dog. Um, he became to public attention in 1943 because of his demonstration of unwavering loyalty to his dead master. So is he the one that like barked until he died? Oh. <laughs> Was he the one who said at the train <laughs> station? I'm thinking of Futurama. Wasn't it the Scottish dog that like barked when the owner died? I don't know. I think it probably happens occasionally. Famous Scottish dog. This is in 1943. <laughs> Greyfriars Bobby is the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Greyfriars. Yeah. yeah so this one terrier who came up. to know in 19th century Edinburgh for spending 14 years guarding the grave of his own aunt that died in. Uh, 1872. Is that the Gaspo joke where it's like they put the gravestone on his tail? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so C- Cuddy is dead. Cuddy has been killed. Um, yeah, he's fallen down me. the tower. Yeah, it's sad, isn't it? He, he's fucking gone. Yeah. R.I.P. Rip. F. Poor, poor one out, but for real. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For Cuddy. Sad. Sad about Cuddy. Um... They all had Feeling to bad for detritus, like his. Yeah, anyway, he's so we'll talk upset. About it. Yeah, Vimes is Vimes takes the patrician into the Great Hall um, at the Unseen University, and he's like being a bit manic. Venner yeah. <laughs> is like, "Oh, I'm bleeding quite a lot," and Vimes is like, "Oh, who didn't even know you had that much blood in you?" Um, <laughs> <laughs> She's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I liked Venari being slightly panicked. Yeah, there's some good bits of him here. Yeah. Um, mm. They they all talk about it and they're like they sort of figure out what's going carrot going on. Carrot's like, I need you to say that um they found the killer and it's Edward Deeth. And Vimes is like, What? Why? And Carrot's like, No, it's it's part of the plan and and Vimes is like, Well, I'm still in charge until I get married and then he's like, But we'll we will do your plan, yes, that's good. <laughs> um <laughs> So they sort of let it be known and then um, the patrician talks to Nobby for a bit, which is very funny. <laughs> um, Just and a then great they scene between two fantastic characters. Uh-huh. Detritus is super, super mad, and he he sort of goes off, um, and they can't really stop him. Uh, they chase. They end up finding Doctor Cruces in the sewers, which is where he's sort of gone to ground. Um, and they have a conversation where Doctor Cruces is like, "Oh, you know, Edward was." crazy but he was right we do need a king we do need to like you know make the make the place better but he also seems to be arguing with the gone and it's like the gone is speaking to him in his head um they have vibes yeah they have like a sort of fight um and he's gonna shoot carrot but then um uh angua appears and like he shoots angua and then they chase after him as he runs away back to the tower of art and also, he he says some stuff about you know, Ankh-Morpork needing a king again, and yeah, yeah, he's doing he's doing villain stuff. Uh, Vimes has a thought about how you can always trust like evil guys will always want to like monologue at you, whereas a truly good man would just kill you instantly. Um, <laughs> they they uh, they run to the tower and they have like a confrontation. Um, Vimes sort of grabs the um, 
grabs the gun, they have like a scuffle and Vimes gets it. And then once he gets it, the gun sort of talks to him and is trying to persuade him to like shoot Dr. Cruz's. And Vimes is maybe going to do it. And he's like, oh, no, I'll just I don't want to shoot someone as a policeman. I'm just going to wait until I'm a civilian and then I will murder him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then Carrot arrives and is like, you don't want to do that. And Vimes sort of manages to fight the pull of the gun and then he drops it. Dr. Cruz's picks it up um, and then Carrot appears and stabs him. <laughs> Um, cause he, 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 cause he's like, oh, Carrot, you're the king. And Carrot's like, let me see the documents. And then he, yeah, he stabs him with his sword and the sword goes straight through him into, and into the pillar. So he did put show a sword me, into the stone. Show me the receipts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a magic sword all yeah. along. It went into the stone rather than being pulled out of the stone. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like the conversation God, had so in the first stupid. third. <laughs> I didn't realize that that was a, yeah. Callback. Yeah, it's a callback. Damn, um, yeah, and then Vimes keeps trying to ask Carrot what he means by calling him sire, and Carrot will not tell him. He's like, you just... He's trying to gaslight him. He's like, you didn't hear anything. <laughs> it's just... Uh, I didn't say that. It's just trick of the echoes. Don't worry Carrot about is, it. Carrot is so fucking good in this part. Like, I know. He's fantastic. Yeah. He's so he scary. He absolutely sicko mode for the last three. Yeah. <laughs> he, he is really scary, I think, Carrot. I yeah, always find him so of, yeah. like in this one and like in Fifth Element, Fifth Element, Fifth Element. <laughs> he's um, he yeah, he is very sort of, I don't know. He's he's so powerful. He's like very OP in like a very sinister <laughs> way. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Vimes is like, don't pick up the gun. It will talk to you. And Carrot's like, it's just a thing. And he picks it up and like smashes it against the wall. <laughs> Um, <laughs> if I but, was going to carry the one ring to Mordor, I simply would not <laughs> succumb to temptation. Carrie would just be, Carrie would just be like, "It's a ring, you know, What's the problem?" <laughs> I'm fine with it. Yeah, and the the assassins try and get like they want Doctor Cruz's his body, and down Lord Downey's there, <laughs> who will be the next um, head of the Assassins Guild, Robert Downey Jr. Hey! There was also uh, Cumberbatch. The best earlier. actor of all time for renowned character Iron Man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. and uh, Sherlock Holmes in the bad Sherlock Holmes movie. My favorite. Yeah. No, I like those. I like those movies. <laughs> they're pretty good. <laughs> they're honestly, they're honestly good. <laughs> and so, but uh, Detritus comes and he's gonna like kill every single assassin because he's pissed off about Cuddy. Um, but. Carrot manages to stop him using his like instincts and gets him to like go to attention and he's like, Oh, Cuddy is in dwarf heaven looking up at you and he he doesn't want you to kill a bunch of people. <laughs> and Detritus is sort of like, fine, whatever, okay. Um and I then mean, they all head back. Would it have been a great loss if he killed all the assassins? Well they you dress know? I nice. mean who it who would have would... been cool. Assassins really are just like the upper crust of the society, but they're, yeah. also, they're just allowed to legally. It would have been a one-man revolution. And that man is a troll. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Um, and as Terry points out, there's literally nothing they can do to harm him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they don't have they don't have any like troll killing <laughs> weapons on them. Nobody would want to assassinate a troll. No. Yeah. Which is like they they mm-hmm. must do because what about fucking Chrysopreys? Like someone wants to kill Chrysopreys, surely. <laughs> but you gotta apparently they... you gotta like succeed. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. You gotta, you, if you're, you gotta, gotta do it in once. one shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Better make it count. Better make it count. Um, <laughs> Carrot, Carrot takes Angua's body to the morgue and has like a, a sad bit where he. We don't, we don't see Vimes' wedding, we just sort of hear it from a distance from Carrot's perspective. Um, and he, he toasts them from afar in a very sincere way. And then Angua heals and comes back to life while the moon rises. And Carrot's like, I thought you would be okay because obviously she's undead and so, you know, you have to kill them with silver bullets. Yeah, and then they fuck. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Just like, veterinary asks him later, he's like, so, so you fuck? <laughs> and then Carrot's like, like, yeah. You fuck good. <laughs> he's like, yeah, we make it work. Um... <laughs> Yeah, they have they have a funeral for Cuddy. It's sad. Vimes is thinking about it, and he's like, "Where did the gone go? Gone go?" And um, he sort of basically figures out that Carrot put the gone in Cuddy's uh, coffin, and now it's being buried. Um, and it's, he's being Yay. buried with a weapon, so you know he'll be prepared for the next life. Um, Extremely prepared. Very prepared. prepared. Than anybody else? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Going to dwarf heaven, and you've got a fucking glock. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, then we got a great scene, which is Carrot uh, talking to Vadinari, and it's sort of like Carrot and Vadinari having an unspoken thing where they both know that Carrot could kind of become ruler of the city if he wanted to, mm-hmm. like very easily. Like he has that power, but that's not what he's going to ask for. Instead, he's he doesn't want that. He wants to remain in the watch, so he asks that they expand the watch and they get them some new equipment because the dartboard broke again. Um, they they expand it to like fifty seven ish people. He becomes captain, and they make um, Vimes commander of the watch, which is a rank that they haven't really had for a while. Um, the last one being uh, <laughs> Stoneface Vimes, who killed the last king, which is good. <laughs> Uh, but they're like, oh, wouldn't it? If Vimes was a commander, he'd have to go to functions and be an ambassador and hang out with like fancy people who he would really piss off. And they're both like, <laughs> that sounds great. They, they <laughs> both make that. the the troll face where it's bite. The troll face is biting its lip. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. They're both like they both love it. Um, and then carrots last demand. Uh, slash request is that they find like a nice home for Gaspard, <laughs> um, <laughs> and then they they sort of they talk about kings and that sort of stuff. And carrots like people shouldn't do stuff just because a king asks them to do it. And he's very charismatic, and you can't treat people like puppets. You have to just sort of you know leave them to it. Um, and the, and then they sort of. You know, Carrot does the thing that he's done a book where he's like, "Did you know that policeman means uh, man of the city?" And Ben is like, "Oh, do you know what politician means?" Um, okay, they, this know, is epic. <laughs> they have like you know <laughs> some cool. They they go and look at the throne and it's gold, but like it's gold over like rotten wood. It's a metaphor. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "Is this symbolism?" Is no. this symbolism? This is just like a song of ice and fire. <laughs> Um, <laughs> the only book with symbolism in. Um, well, it's like it's like what if uh, you had a hollow crown, like in Shakespeare? Oh my god, a crown, but it's but hollow. But it was actually just a sort of rotting throne. Mm. The rotting throne that would be very clever, It'd be cool. You mean the British throne? Ooh. 
Um, oh. Do you think like signifiers of royalty um, being powerful only through their symbolic power and through people believing in them, but not like actually being that? Do you think that's going to be like a recurring theme in this book? Bro, Maybe. What? <laughs> what? What? Power is where people think it is. Power is power. It's just like a song of ice. <laughs> Um, um, is that the summary? No. Um, because that because then it cuts to Vimes and he's talking to Lady Sybil and she's like, "Don't you love being a man of leisure?" And he's like, "This fucking sucks. I hate being up in the morning." Um, <laughs> and then Carrot comes and gives him the letter which he wrote and got uh veterinary to sign and it's very much him and written by him because he gets his eyes and he's the wrong way around all the time and Vimes recognizes that. Um. And he and Vines finds out that he's um he's also been knighted because that's included with the role of commander, so he's he's now a knight. Um, oh, Vimes, much like Sir Terry. Sir Samuel, yeah. Um and then yeah, and that's basically the end of them. They start planning out the new rotations for the watch and like where they're gonna put people and how they're gonna fund it. And Vimes loves it and Lady Sybil's glad that he's, you know, happy or whatever. And then the the last thing we see is um uh Gaspode prison breaking from the comfortable house where he's been <laughs> placed he wants um, to be disgusting he, he wants to be gross he wants his fleas back he wants to go to the the guilds and get given like wobbly meats by like strange kitchen people so he you know he doesn't want the collar so he escapes and that's the end of the book mm-hmm. um pretty Which good means it's it's time for my cop segment uh, who cops okay. the cops? Okay. Who cops the cops? Um, hey, I'm copping here. <laughs> and for this, I would like to read you. So this is an article written on The Tempest, which I don't know what that is. Um, it's a Shakespeare it's play. play. Well, it is that, but... <laughs> it's also a Bob um, Dylan album. Not many people are talking about this. Oh. Okay. Nobody talks about Bob Dylan because it's <laughs> It's shit. also because it's like late... like. Po- late, late Bob Dylan, like it came out in Dylan fucking sucks. 2010 or whatever. Okay, Robin, continue. Bob okay. Di- hey, Bob, why <laughs> don't you ready? try singing in a not whiny, irritating voice? <laughs> I just remember when the album, when the Bob Dylan album Tempest came out, people were like, oh, this is going to be his last album because the Tempest was Shakespeare's last play. And then Bob Dylan said, what people are overlooking is that the play is The Tempest, but my album is just called Tempest, so there's no correlation. <laughs> Got him. Oh, got him. I love him. <laughs> to be fair, so it was already is a word a... before Shakespeare. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is a pop culture article on The Tempest, which is a website. Um, and the title is Discworld's City Watch series is a glorious example mm-hmm. of how police forces mm. should work. Mm. Um, and then it basically, like most of this article, is just explaining the, the plot of The Watch. Um, but I want to draw attentions to these paragraphs in it, and I'm going to read them out to you now. Sam Vimes, and by extension the Discworld series, honestly reminded me of what police forces are actually supposed to look like. I love mm. the fact that Vimes sees the police for what they truly are, I citizens mean... with a uniform. It's a fact that we seem to have forgotten. We've seen how brutal protests get because of the police. There are calls for abolishing the police because of this separation. We need a captain that recognises who the slogan serve and protect actually covers. We need a captain that holds himself to high standards, who recognises that the law covers everyone. Sam Vimes may be incorruptible and honest, but he's also human. He's flawed and he recognises it. That's what makes him perfect. 
We need uh, a captain. Mm. I just think this is lib shit, isn't it? This is lib shit. It's not recognizing that the difference between uh, <laughs> rhetoric and material reality. <laughs> yeah, and this is why I'm like, this is why I always feel that even when it yeah. takes place in a world that isn't our world, and you know, it's a completely different society and a different um, structured society, it still does work as proper as propaganda. Um, because yeah. you read it and you're like, this is nice. Wow. I like these guys. Love mm-hmm. the fact that they yep. care about the people, but yeah. like, obviously they're not, that's not what real police are going to like. You can't, they don't think you can write a detective story or like a mystery in a way that isn't like in some way. Yeah, but it's not not it's not just the mystery story. It's about police. Like it's yeah. not about detectives. Yeah, it's that's about the, the structure thing, like... of policing. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's it, it's also how do I put it? Like I, Lee talked a little bit about this in our Discord. How like fucking uh, Columbo is like not barely ever uh, recognized as a cop, and he does it on his own and whatever. And there's barely any police forces present, and it's just like centered around the one character, right? And that's like the classic detective story strategy that you're gonna hide the or that you're gonna like lampshade it in every possible way that it's a cop story because you don't actually want to make a cop story you just need you have like a basic ideological framework of like justice and you're gonna use cops for it but you don't actually want to make it about cops but for for terry i think the difference is that his stories he likes to all of his stories are like he never has a singular POV. He never has a story that centers just around one character. It's always he loves the microcosmos of, or the, he loves the structure of Ankh-Morpork as a city. He loves the way the city functions together. And he will always have like these mm. POV shots mm. of, or his POV scenes of just Vesinari or just the killer or just, just some, 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 some bigger stuff. And I, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's like yeah. the main reason why he just keeps telling police stories because he wants like an organization like he the the way he's thinking or the way he's telling stories comes from uh wanting to have this 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 bigger st- structure and all these cogs and all these like all these all these you know all these wheels turning and spinning right like that's mm. That's what he likes to do. So he uses like this image of of the cops. Mm-hmm. It's um yeah, it's uh. Mm. Well, it, it's British. It's like it's the Bobby on the beat. Um, but the thing is, like, I mean, we've talked about this particular guy before, but on the Terry Pratchett book club Facebook group, when we made a post, yeah, um, there was that guy who commented underneath, and I found another post that I'm pretty sure he also commented on because. Someone are you up. still in that group? Oh yeah, you are as well. Oh, I thought it was the one I was kicked off, kicked no. from. <laughs> You're still in this one, but um, there's <sighs> the guy saying uh, somebody posted a quote saying Commander Vim says you have to have secret policemen because there are secret crimes, and um, I think it's the same guy commented underneath that I have applied for a job and as a special 
at a specialised detective team in our police force. This week, uh, I will hear if I get the job. Still grateful for STP, whose Vimes was one yeah. of the reasons yeah, it's I a very Because it's a very valorised view <laughs> of the police. It's very much like, ah, oh, they're doing all this work and they're getting no thanks for it, even though they're sort of, you know, people trying their best and they all have, like, the best intentions. And it's... It's, it's not. It's not realistic at all. It's very seductive. Yeah, and attractive, and it, it, it's it's a nice thing to think about the police. But it it the thing is, it, it's just not true. It, it's not how yeah. the police actually function, and it never is how they have functioned. Mm. Yeah, but the other thing is, and this is you know when when George said it's lip shit. That's like I. I think we as a society would be so much better off if we stopped looking for fictional stories to justify yeah. real world things or to like model mm. real world things after. It would be such a great, such a great step if we like, you know, we keep, we keep complaining about like the Harry Potter fans who are like resistance, let's join Dumbledore's army or whatever, mm. <laughs> which is like. <laughs> <laughs> which is of course like even even worse and uh, the Harry Potter mm. uh, worldview is even less thought through but it's it can be extended to to this world or anything else um, in the same way as you shouldn't just like you know because stories work in a way because of uh, like how do I put it when you know when people are talking about death of the author <laughs> mm. <laughs> it's the the common misunderstanding about death of the author is that it's about how it doesn't matter what the author was actually what the actual person was person was thinking we can disregard that and it's not what it's actually about what it's actually about is that all stories are like mainly shaped by discourses and by uh you know all words that an author uses are already there and they're gonna like it just basically just goes through the author, right? And like filtered through the real world discourses uh, and the idealized um, ideas or whatever. So in in that way, like any police type story will end up being propaganda in a way uh, because because stories are like the the way storytelling works. It it has all these all these tropes that will be. Yeah, that will be shaping the way that the way to write a satisfying ending, right? Like the that's that's just gonna like influence the way uh, the way you write it. So in that way, you know, it's very hard to escape the yeah the underlying st- or it's impossible to escape <laughs> underlying story structures. Yeah, but I I don't th- I think it's in, I think it's uh, more society. than that though. I think that this book isn't just like using tropes. I think this book is propaganda <laughs> like almost in its i don't know in like its purest sense almost um like i don't think it's just because of the the type of story it's telling i think it is about how the police are good <laughs> i think that's what the book is about <laughs> yeah mm, i think it it's it's just the gun thing and it's i think generally with the audience for these books it hits a kind of liberal um, mindedness that I think in a very carrot but 
less carrot in that it's incredibly naive way just wants to believe that that's how the world works but there was another um post that i wanted to bring up for this fun little section mm-hmm. which was from the reddit which was posted uh <laughs> oh wow six years ago i thought it was recent i mean <laughs> nothing's changed so in light of recent events sir pratchett and sirs vimes have some wise words it's always embarrassed Samuel Vimes when civilians try to speak to him in what they thought was policemen. If it came to that, um, he hated thinking of them as civilians. What was a policeman if not a civilian with a uniform and badge? But they tended to use the term these days as a way of describing people who were not policemen. It was a dangerous habit. Once policemen stopped being civilians, the only other thing they could be was soldiers. From snuff. And then one of the comments underneath it was... I can think of several quotes from several books that are a lot more appropriate, like the IQ of a mob is the IQ of its most stupid member divided by the number of mobsters, and what would run through the streets soon enough wouldn't be a revolution or a riot, it would be people who were frightened and panicking. It was what happened when the machinery of city life faltered, like wheels stopped turning and all the little rules broke down. And when that happened, humans were worse than sheep. Sheep just ran, they didn't try to bite the sheep next to them. So it's somebody being like, actually, Terry Pratchett <laughs> hates protesters. Yeah, I mean, that's going to come back in Nightwatch. Uh, I I remember there's some really bad quotes about yeah. protests in that one. <laughs> but now I lost my train of thought. What was the thing you said before the protest quotes? What was the other quote? Civilians. Uh... Oh, no, yeah, I, I think... Yeah, I think the thing I wanted to say is that, like, Terry does seem to have this, like true policeman understanding right and when when people will bring up his quotes and how like this is what an ideal policeman should be like you know they should be like vimes they should be like carrot um they you know it's a it's an i it this, this is the uh, this is what people should what 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 the real police should learn from it's honestly it's it's also kind of i feel like like George R. R. Martin is more of a is also a lib, but <laughs> his not true knight understanding might be mm. even more might might honestly be a better understanding of the situation. Yeah, it's about the structure and what it's for and where it came from. Exactly. Yeah, it's not like you have a good person in it like, and suddenly it works. It's like this is not how this it's yeah. structured. You know, it's t- <laughs> the role was created for a particular purpose, and no matter who you put it's in a, it, it's, it's going to fulfill that it's... purpose. You know. I, mean, I do find it in yeah. like, one thing I do find it interesting how Terry's stories are often about the power of stories themselves and the fact that he includes the sort of the sort of narrative narrative conventions as like a uh, as a as a law of his universe that have like physical material effects yeah in a, in a very direct and yeah. almost sort of magical way um yes. it's very interesting that he, he then uh, you know that he that he, that he writes stuff like this. I mean, I think I don't. I think ultimately we're sort of butting up this 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 sort of question of <laughs> is it is it possible to write a left wing book that isn't like kind of miserable? A good question. You know, like I think that's uh, how it's, it's embracing right. material conditions yeah. is about being as sad as possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Despair uh. is counter-revolutionary. 
<laughs> I mean, sure, yeah. I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying. I'm not saying disp- like a book full of despair. But I know what you mean. Yeah, which, I, know um, what you mean. I mean, Discworld. Like it does. It's 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 very much not written as a utopia. Obviously, no. But it, it it's written with so much affection no. and joy that it's like that. It has it has an attraction because of that. Yes. Um. Mm. And a, a you know it it seems like somewhere you'd want to visit, really. Because it's so fun and it's written so well, even yeah. if, even if like the actual like conditions that he writes yeah. about are extremely horrible, like the shades is somewhere you go in and you get murdered instantly. Yeah, <laughs> a, this is the the street that you walk down <laughs> yeah. to die. Like you know, not actually nice, but you're like, ah, fun, a fun, a fun time. It's in funny. <laughs> yeah, but it's your favorite street. It has that. It has the the Ankh-Morpork flavor, even <laughs> yeah. if the Ankh-Morpork flavor is getting murdered. But... <laughs> I think it's the. I, I think part of it is just the reproduction of ideology without without examining it. You know, I don't think he has an ideological framework. So. He doesn't. No. Well, because that, that's the thing about him, and that's because it's so. Because there's no real framework. It's just things, on their own, almost. Like that's why you get so many posts of people like Terry turned me into a leftist, or Terry turned me into a. Uh, a libertarian <laughs> and they'll be like <laughs> <laughs> crying emoji yeah. they'll, they'll be like people people that oh terry made me a cop or like terry made me do this and it's like you yeah. can it is almost it is very rorschachy where you can take different mm-hmm. facets of different plot lines and like f- try and like put it into your ideology <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i think terry made me an atheist yeah, a lot of people don't have a don't have an ideological framework in that way. Yeah, even people who mm, say they're political, which you know, which they still are. I'm not saying they're not political. It's just I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Constantly amused by like some of my my parents' friends who are mm. also like musicians and music teachers, but they're like sort of fancier and like extremely aesthetically and culturally middle class yeah to like the extreme that that they 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 love Keir Starmer for some reason and they're like very excited about him mm. um uh and they go skiing a lot and all that kind of shit um yeah but and are like big Romainers you know but they're oh of, yeah they're, like they're like aesthetically lib dem you know like in, yes <laughs> yeah they're Lib Dem. Um, they're not. They apparently they are the Keir Starmer fans, but so they're not actually. But yeah, but being a Keir Starmer fan is the same as being a Lib Dem. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Red Lib Dems. Um, yeah. But like. Hello. But but one of them, one of them, one one of them is just like he he somehow heard about Ayn Rand. <laughs> <laughs> and it just got like extremely excited this is like a 60 something year old man he just got extremely excited about like Ayn Rand like it just I'm not sure like if he believes in it but he just sort of he's just like, oh it's very interesting like it's all of these very interesting <laughs> ideas and my dad hadn't really heard of Ayn Rand but like he is oh he does God. actually have he do, my dad actually has an ideological framework mm-hmm. uh, and is, is like a fairly well read left wing person <laughs> Not with like modern left wing text so much, I think. Yeah. But, um, and my dad hadn't heard of it either. Like, looked at like a description of it for like five minutes. Was like, this sounds like absolute bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Terry is 
Terry is very much a, I don't have politics person who still has politics. Everyone has, right? everyone like, has politics. That's the thing. He has like yeah, he has like small small picture politics where he has opinions on things, but then it doesn't sort of add up into like a larger framework that is consistent. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, most people, no, most people's politics like, is inconsistent. Like actively, but like, yeah, he's like, I don't believe in yeah, isms, yeah. that sort of guy. Yeah, that's that that that's the thing. Like that 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 that's what I was gonna say. That Terry is like someone who actively believes that it's better to not have an ideology that has a name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which you know, I I think like because I think his politics um are good when when it comes from humanism (laughs) (laughs) like when it comes from you know what he believes is is like the kind thing to do or Mm -hmm. the good thing to do right and it it starts falling apart when it gets to like larger things uh, or it gets to like a framework right like that i think like he has that he he definitely has that sort of um let's say it again humanism you know he 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 he, i think he genuinely does care about like people um Mm. and like like human welfare but like that's that's like a seed and a core of of an ideology which can grow from that and it might not necessarily always grow in the same way it's that's a that's a like one ideal yeah can be interpreted in the you know through so many different lenses um and you know i think that's one of the ways that people you know why people say oh terry made me a leftist is because they've taken that and then learnt and thought about things from that which is yeah probably a big part of my uh my uh sort of initial ideas of what morality and attitudes to others should be comes from that that mm. like caring about people thing not just from terry obviously uh, i wasn't yeah but um, yeah yeah again it's it's you need you need that that uh, that framework mm. yeah anyway funny dogs in this Woof. yeah <laughs> i have been kind of wondering as long as we're still talking about like larger structural stuff or uh you know ideological stuff i guess uh, i i have been kind of wondering if uh if veterinary isn't like kind of a kind of an author stand author stand in for terry like not in a not in a way that he would believe what veterinary believes or that veterinary would say the things terry believes but uh because there, there's like other characters who who say more clearly uh his like ideas i yeah. guess but but in more more than an idea that like veterinary has this entire thing about how you know i'm the ruler of the city who is just like does as little as possible <laughs> like consciously like i'm just gonna letting it work I, i'm just gonna let it work and i'm i feel like that's that's kind of something that terry put 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 in there because because like his interests in in the storytelling uh, is also like you know how does this how does the city work right like how do all these pieces work together i i uh mm. think there's some of mm. that there i uh yeah i mean that's libertarian i suppose in a very broad sense rather than like you know the check hard yeah. drives bitcoin type of libertarian um <laughs> very broad sense of like trying to have less state involvement in people's lives i mean 
I don't know. I have a lot of sympathy for that, but then there's also there's also like this sort of things should also work well, and there should be like there should be certain yeah. like certain standards throughout society that should I think you know that should be enforced everywhere. But obviously, yeah. you know that's <laughs> that's an extremely big question, and we're not going <laughs> to settle that mm-hmm. on this podcast or probably ever because it's politics. I think we can solve it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think we can I do believe it, in yeah. us. <laughs> we're, we're famously geniuses. Yeah. We have we still have like I don't know, I we like we're like about a third into Terry's books, I guess. How I, I guess This is the fifteenth Discworld novel. Yeah, there's like forty something. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> 15 out of 41, yeah, but the, short, the first ones were shorter. Yeah. So, yeah, we're like about one third into Terry's <laughs> over. So, by the way, by, by the time we get to uh, we get to Unseen Academic, we're going to know so much. We're going to be. Uh, we're going to, yeah. So clever. We'll learn about, pe- uh, uh, we'll learn about um, football by then. Because everyone's yeah. talking. <laughs> then we'll have to know football. about football. Everyone's been talking. It's going to be so funny if. Uh, if the football as it is uh, actually like blows itself up yeah. the thing <laughs> is I actively dislike football but also people seem to care about it a lot and I think that's I think that's nice so they yeah. should probably have control over it you know I think it's nice and to be honest current football uh, this current like Super League situation is extremely funny <laughs> like, I literally I don't know what's mm. going on and i don't want anybody yeah, to explain too. it to me it's finding the mile <laughs> okay. tweet where it's just like <laughs> I've, 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 don't tell me yeah, what I, haven't it ag- is. I haven't ignored i saw football. someone the trying is, to extremely... explain it and i still don't understand <laughs> the thing is it's incredibly funny like it's the it's the big it's the big teams in the sport being little bitches about how uh but what if we don't qualify <laughs> for the finals Let's make our own league so we can definitely qualify, but at the same time also be in the Champions League. But we have to be like earn the final spots without. I think you're it's explaining incredibly it. stupid and funny. What do we just say? <laughs> it's it's just so good. It's so fucking funny. I I don't even care about football. It's just genuinely the funniest thing that has happened to sports. Speaking of sports mentality, I want to talk about um something completely different. Okay. Um, I okay. want to talk about in this book how well written the individual like group mindsets are Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. the the mindsets behind you know dwarvish customs and troll customs and the entire bit with the clowns which is just fantastic Mm -hmm. clowns 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 (laughs) it's so good i love the eggs i I mean obviously that's a real thing but love to see them (laughs) it's very cool it's just very funny how Terry, like, yeah, we said he's clownphobic. He and is clownphobic, uh, yeah, and for that I can never truly no, forgive him. Proud clownphobe. He's got a job, clowns. He's really. I the, have a job. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> he is openly mean to them, but he also, like, seems to still be, like, fascinated by them enough that he puts, like, this real thing about clown eggs in it. Like, that's. Mm. Yeah, he does know what he's you know. talking about, he knows the history. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, he's he done the work. <laughs> I just think it's it's really good the way, you know, you have that initial bit at the start of this book where they talk about his the clown's real nose. Mm. 
And it yeah. goes through and the whole idea of the clowns being like horrified and completely unable to conceive of the fact that one of them might wear another one's face. Yeah, it's gross. Yucky. Mm. Yeah. It's it's just like completely unthinkable. It's just really good. It's really like well written, well realized. Um and the same with the dogs. I just it's fan it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. The dog good is incredibly funny, <laughs> I think. Uh <laughs> It's just this idea about how, uh, God, th- th- this idea that they're like, no, we're not, we're not domestic. It does, it, it, it does, <laughs> you know, you know, the way Terry writes about dogs in this book mm-hmm. does make me genuinely question how he feels about, he felt about them in real life. <laughs> uh, I think he likes them. Yeah. I mean, it's like you can like dogs and also recognize that they're extremely weird creatures that we we genetically modified over tens of thousands of years <laughs> and to like the kind, tiny the kind of creatures. neurotic <laughs> creatures we have like done pavlovian programming yeah. on pavlovian programming they're artificial animals <laughs> selective breeding or like just programming yeah, 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 it's the bit where like Gaspard's running through the streets looking for Angua, and he's like sort of muttering to himself, both in dog and human. <laughs> like, oh, Gaspard's gonna look yeah. for it. Gaspard's a good boy. I'm a good boy. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a very subtle bit of kind of horror, really. Yeah, yeah. It's like it he's. But here's a question I have about this, though, <laughs> which is that. Yes. So the whole point in moving pictures is that Gaspard's been given human consciousness um, by the power of um, movie. Uh, movie magic. Whereas in this one, <laughs> yes. even though they can't talk, but all the other dogs are also conscious. Yeah, Terry's just vibing, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Enough that they have, they have rhetoric. Dogs, yeah. are just, dogs are just sentient now, but some of them don't do anything about it. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. It does. I I I. <laughs> Gaspard's joke is also that he's gonna say wolf, and then someone is gonna be like, "Wait, did that dog just say yeah. wolf?" And the, the joke is, of course, that not not to jokes playing here, but the joke <laughs> is, of course, that uh, that real dogs don't say wolf; they just make a sound that we as humans have described as wolf. Yeah, yeah, no. But but then in this book, yeah. Gaspard also just talks to the dogs in dog, I yeah. assume. So he can just make a noise. <laughs> like he can just make I a dog noise. I think he can speak normal dog. Does he just consciously say? Yeah, yeah. Wolf? He just does it as like a bit. I think. <laughs> it's funny. He's like, woof, woof, woof. Really I'm funny. a little doggy." Yeah, yeah. Mosh, when um, when are you gonna do an OnlyFans where like you you just explain <laughs> jokes to people as some form of sexual domination? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of a fin dom, you become a fun dom. <laughs> oh, I was trying to think of a joke for that. I didn't think of that. Very good. That's really good. Oh, that's good. <laughs> fun dom. It's just really hard to talk about books that have jokes in it without, like, that's very true. Explaining the jokes sometimes. That's what that's what people like. The, honestly, this already is the only fans for explaining the jokes. <laughs> we don't get that's paid what for this it. podcast is about. We do. We have a Patreon. I guess. Yeah, but not by all our listeners. If you're listening to this and you haven't paid for it, you're stealing. Um. (laughs) This is is the free feed. (laughs) 
No, they're stealing. One. Yeah, that's why all the ads are still in there. Yeah. That's why that awful cold open we had this episode <laughs> is in there that uh honestly you you might want to cut because it just oh, was yeah. nothing. Uh, some of it was all right. I'll take selected sections. Yeah. I'll take some funny lines. But what were we saying? It's time for our sponsorship uh, yeah, from dogs. 99p Shave Club. <laughs> Do you like your skin? <laughs> well, uh good. Here's Goodbye. the money zone where we do ads. Uh, shave zone. We'll come to your house and we'll shave mm. you. But we we'll get paid the for finest out by of a work fetish site. Shepherds to shear you like a sheep. Oh my god, we yes. will shear you. And if you're like, if you're low on money and need an instant loan, um, just uh, <laughs> write, uh, send me your uh, credit card number and social security number and like that. Send me, send me those like three letters on the back of your credit card, also, yeah. uh, and then I will take care of all your financial you, problems. You, I'd like to me. promote um, a new service we're promoting called um, Gasper, which is a, um, <laughs> a extremely weighted blanket, and we'll come and we'll lay that weighted blanket down on you, and you won't be able to move. And then we'll take all of the things from your house so that you achieve simplicity and mindfulness. Well, if you give me 50 quid, I will send you just a blue apron. Like, it's just an apron that's blue. <laughs> I have, I have a, a, a service called Casper, but it's not mattresses. It's I kill you and you become an adorable child ghost. <laughs> <laughs> you do sound like nice. Macaulay Culkin, so it's okay. All right. There's a German rapper called Casper. Uh-huh. Um, Is it with a K? And I remember when he was big... Uh, People were like, oh, Janos, do you know Casper? And I'm like, oh, the ghost? <laughs> <laughs> they thought I was so stupid. I was oh. so bullet for that. Because I don't know the, the, know the hit rapper. No, it's not true. I wasn't bullied. They were just like, oh, Janos, I tried joining. I tried joining know what's a cool. choir in university once. Because I like singing. But I, I don't know. I've mm. never like sung, if you know what I mean. Um mm. Yeah, uh, as a as a pastime, I have I, I have you physically mean. sung, and I do physically sing. <laughs> um, yeah, but it was <laughs> they were like, "Oh, we're going to do this song by Toto," and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> having never heard of the band Toto, uh, <laughs> was, oh cool, I love Toto de la Montesino, who's a very well known cumbia artist from Colombia." But... <laughs> You're so fucking funny. What the fuck? And people just gave me this weird thought... look, and I was like, "Oh, I wonder why they gave me that weird look." George, and I didn't realize until later. George, George, you know that sketch, and I think you should know <laughs> where that guy comes it. around. Oh, okay. Well, there's a sketch that I think you should watch from that. <laughs> You should watch. I think you should leave because you keep posting the the hot dog meme. I've seen from that it. one. Mm. <laughs> it's a pretty good show. Because I, I was just um, thinking of the dog from. I thought that's yeah, where you were going. I thought it. you were going to go with the dog from um <laughs> from fucking uh, Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz. No, that's so funny, fucking... George. That's so incredible. <laughs> <laughs> that's, insane. that's one of the greatest things you've ever said. Everyone loves Columbia. <laughs> <laughs> we do love a bit of company. Yeah, I remember when I was w- when I was on the Faroe Islands for my uh, school exchange year, which was many years ago at this point. Um, I I have this vivid memory that it was announced that um, Bobby Kimball of Toto is 
gonna is gonna do a concert on the Faroe Islands. Everyone acted like Bobby Kimball of Toto is like their favorite artist because it's like very rare. It's like a small island, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. so, it's very rare that someone who actually has like number one hit songs on the radio or has ever done like a famous song will go to the Faroe Islands. But you know. Just the lead singer of Toto without the band, that's... That's something. That's, you know, the lowest level of famous uh, <laughs> rock artist you can, you, you can get. But that was already, like, good enough for for. for I don't know. Artists. They did the soundtrack for David Lynch's Dune. I'd be pretty excited <laughs> about that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, they have got a hit song called Africa, which is... I don't know the that only song. song. The only song they ever wrote. It's funny mm. that you went to a choir that sang that because I also once did a a concert where in with a flute ensemble, um, where there was a, like a a choir and they also sang Africa by Toto. So I guess it's just like what choirs do. The other thing is that uh, Bobby Kimball of Toto at that point already looked extremely like shit. So I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm just gonna send you a send you an uh an an uh, photo of him from uh like around that time here in the Discord. I imagine like this <laughs> oh, man's wow. face being on posters like all over. That's really good, it's actually. Kind of I think I'd go for a conceptual poster instead. Um, mm. <laughs> the moustache is a lot. And this shirt is very interesting. <laughs> Looks like it's been stained. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. Okay, yeah, what were we saying? A, a book. Why? We, I don't know. Um, <laughs> how did we get it? does look like shit. I don't <laughs> it does, right? It's also a big vibe, but yeah. Yeah, he's kind of fun. What else happens in this? There's some some carrot does some more like um anti undead racism. Um Yeah. Cause uh Colon is like, hey, there's a vampire that says he wants to be part of the watch and Carrot's like, No, we will have no vampires and it's like Angua's in the room with him and I'm like, This is this is terrible. <laughs> this is after also- this is before he knows she's a werewolf, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it was kind of a throwaway line, but I'm like, damn, that sucks. But Colon, like, because Colon like knows, and he's like eyeing her up, like awkward while Carrot's talking like this. Um, Carrot doing, which I just thought was ma- interesting. Macro-gra- macroaggressions, <laughs> doing aggression. I also like when um, they, they conscript the, an ex-town crier who proceeds to be racist at the top of his voice. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> what else happens? Fucking town. Yeah, Doctor Doctor Crucis is the the new villain, um, and he bites it. Yeah. But uh, it turns out, kind of, the gun is the real evil, which I guns do, do kill people. Agree with <laughs> guns do very much it kill is. people, and mm. I don't like them very like personally. No. I really do not care for them. It's that Edizard joke of uh, guns don't kill people; people do. But the gun helps. It does happen. There have been like some bad shootings, like just recently. So, uh, um, but at the same time, I don't know. How do we feel about this? Like <sighs> this, this allegory, I guess, or this, like you know, the the gun being like fan- fantasy, also speaking to them and saying well, to do evil. Like, I, I think it's it's less that- of a. <sighs> I think it, it's less of a, like, this gun specifically. It's more just an analogy for power. Because yeah, yeah. that, you know, that's what it is. It's like, if you have this much power, hence the whole, like, king thing, mm. um, yeah. then you will exploit it. 
Um, apart from Carrot, apparently. <laughs> oh, Carrot. <laughs> Who could be king because he wouldn't exploit it, I guess, is the... Yeah. Well, yeah, it's this sort of thing that Carrot has the power to not be seduced by it because he he is sort of the gun. <laughs> this, is, okay. this is my new interpretation I just thought about in my head, which Carrot is that is when, you, when you have the gun, is you have suddenly all uh-huh. this power over everyone, but Carrot has that without the gun, right? Like, he can just almost yeah. do whatever he wants because of his, like, 100% charisma rolls all the time. Um, he, he has the vibes. Carrot become gun. But, like, he doesn't... Yeah, his rejection of the gun is the same as him, you know, rejecting becoming king and ruler over everyone in the in the town. Like he doesn't need the gun to have the power, so he's not seduced by the gun, you know. <laughs> like, is this good? <laughs> um, what a carrot being a superhuman? Mm. Uh, it's something. <laughs> it's definitely something. It's very, it's very interesting. It's like. And I like it from a story perspective. Yeah. I think it's it's cool. But then I'm from like a wider perspective, I'm like, what is what does it mean? <laughs> yeah. What does it mean? It's I just do, I I don't know. Yeah. The the I best man for the power is the one who doesn't want it, just like the watch television show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> just like Game of Thrones. Just like Game of Thrones. Literally doesn't actually take the power that is, that he is like born to, so to speak. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And who has a better story than Carrot? <laughs> Complete Carrot robot. the Woken. Who has a better story than this? This this like cardboard cutout with red hair. <laughs> yeah, but it's like because Gaspode or like no, it's Angua. Angua thinks that how Carrot has the same power that Big Fido the dog does where he can change reality or like warp reality around him so other people believe in it which i guess you know that's just charisma which is what mm. it's sort of saying except that big fido has has that. evil charisma but Carrot has or mussolini i guess Carrot has good if charisma it, i suppose again i think yeah I don't, the one i always try to come back to um with like what discord is saying about kings or monarchy even, uh, is the one in God's yep. Guards where they're talking about, oh, you know, uh, be good. We know, you know, have a have a good king, and like he'll sort everything out. And then I think I think it's Vimes who's like, what happens when you then get a like the next king and they're bad, and then yeah. they're like always in power, and it's like, yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not, not not great. <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a more nuanced political. Uh, idea than Terry does with like the cop stuff. Like I think the I think the king stuff is is, is honestly not bad. because uh, you know in in like stuff like Game of Thrones it's uh, gonna be like you know the end of Game of Thrones was like well the Panopticon isn't bad <laughs> uh as long as the guy who sits in the Panopticon is a good guy. <laughs> I liked the oh. bit where Danny said, I'm going to break the wheel, and then she didn't do that. <laughs> I, I just, no, I just remembered, I, re- I just remembered, because I, I was trying to think the other day who in Game of Thrones got on the throne, and I've just remembered it was Bran. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Bran, yeah. Yeah, it was Bran. <laughs> <sighs> it was it was the character that uh, the showrunners cared so little about that they cut him out of an entire season earlier. But he has the best story. 
<laughs> he has the best story. <laughs> but yeah, that, like that's that's like a typical a typical uh thing that stories would do sometimes or like shows and you know, whatever would do sometimes is that oh well as long as the good person becomes the king, mm. it's fine. I guess I guess Terry kind of did it with Varance and Lanka, honestly. Now that I think about it. I mean, it. yeah. Um, yeah, I think <laughs> it's like Varence is a good king because he doesn't have any power. Yeah. And everyone yeah. ignores him. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because in because in this one, Carrot is like they have a bad king and everyone gets rid of the bad yeah. king. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they like the bad king. <laughs> Wait, no. And then they get they like the one before. Yeah, uh, like, um, what's his name? What's his name? Oh yeah. Yeah. Damn it. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lancra system of monarchy is don't do anything to disturb us in any serious way. Uh and you can sit <laughs> mm. in a nice castle and not do anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can do some menacing as long as you're like doing it in the right way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because what's cause what what's carrots what carrots point is, and honestly I think it's pretty cool. Like I think I think great carrot moments towards the end of this where he's like um well I could be king, but he's like he's like really aware of of his own charisma and what that does to people. Yeah. yeah. And and he's like this this should not be like even not be not be used even for even if I happen to be like a good person or even if if I just command them to do good things, that's still that's still <laughs> is caring God bad. <laughs> It's Carrot God. <laughs> carrot just um, I'm thinking about it now. Is Carrot Carpenter. Carrot John <laughs> Carpenter. Carrot Shepherd. <laughs> I'm just thinking about as you were saying that, I was like, he's just being like, I have to let the people choose make their own decisions on their own. Yeah. <laughs> I think Carrot's and God. Even in like that that scene with Veterinary, honestly, like it's pretty good. It's great, yeah. <laughs> it is, yeah. But but if you think about how Carrot is God, <laughs> it's really like Veterinary is also like, wow, this person could like fucking, this person could use me if, if he wanted to. I mean, yeah, this is our well, job. You... It's something that I, well, I, I think that I've always been sort of trying to operate through, but no, I'm only putting it into words now. Is Discord is this funhouse mirror uh, on our own mm-hmm. society. But yeah, I think a lot of what we have to, try and do and a lot of what is essentially impossible to do even unless you like dissect terry's brain with with super supercomputers um is to find out which bit of it which 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 of it is an accurate reflection in terry's <laughs> in the mirror that is terry and which of it yeah. is the, the wibbly bit uh, that makes your face look extremely funny does yeah. that, make, does like, that make, wh- make sense? Yeah, like, where where is he trying to make a statement and where is he just going, LMAO, watch this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's very hard. Cause yeah, which one is the dead. which one is the, the mirror and which one is the oh, fun house? Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> the, the Fool's Guild, that's a fun house. <laughs> <laughs> very inaccurate representation of clowns. Yeah, very rude. Um, I've known loads of clowns and they're all very lovely and they're not at all miserable. Well, but some of them are. How many clowns like, do you know? Not Charles? like this. <laughs> um, five professional clowns. You don't know five professional clowns. <laughs> not 
not like on a day to day, but I, I went to a circus class. regularly for a year to do uh, circus did, classes, and I did meet clowns while I was at the circus classes. Um, what were they like? Pretty nice. They Mostly going. They weren't real clowns unless they were always wearing their uh, their. Uh, that's that's their, true. They're yeah. not the sacred fraternity of clowns. <laughs> I did re- I did read a great book called To Be a Juggler, which is by a Soviet clown um, who takes clowning incredibly seriously. It's <laughs> a wild book. No, oh, that sounds great. So it, it's, it is really good. That, that does sound fascinating. It's just a clown, yeah. but thirty percent larger and fifty uh, percent heavier than uh, normal clowns. He he talks about how like before mm, before the revolution before the revolution like the way people were clowns was like wrong they weren't doing it enough they were they were juggling but they weren't like experimenting enough uh-huh. with the form whereas after the revolution they were able to like experiment with like the essence of what that juggling right. is it's yeah, like wild the, the it's a really well wild free, free experimentation in art forms well the, they seem to like really love this juggling. <laughs> They did. You know, the Soviet, the Soviet Union did invent cinematic language as we know. Oh, it. no, it did. Yeah, like, I, <laughs> I, yeah, it definitely did. Uh, it had its I mean, own they artistic had, They had, they had like. peri- I mean, different periods, and they had, you know, there yeah. were places where they got to do some really wild shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, what were we talking uh, about? To be, to be fair, I will say about the cinema thing, um, they, they, they were able to, like, <laughs> Eisenstein was able to uh, come up with cinema as we know it because he was like doing it in the name of state propaganda. Like well, he was, yeah. he was trying to develop a cinematic form that is ideal for propaganda. Well, I mean, it's because <laughs> so you have. I will, I will say that in brackets. Well, it's because they have it's, the budget. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he was doing a ton of experimentation with the form, but it it was like for, for, uh, for the purposes of. Um, Let's do propaganda for the Thankfully, state. Now, well, now we live now all in a, we live, we live now in a world where anyone who wants to make a film is given a very large budget to film whatever they want. So uh-huh. it's free of any wider structural <laughs> yeah. forces that shape what kind no. of media is produced. There's no longer any it's, propaganda it's totally in not... media. <laughs> no, 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 no. And the the, the movies that get the, the most budgets are totally not, like, ones that are, like, propaganda from a certain country. Um, uh, what are you talking about? Anyway, I know we were mentioning earlier about um, Robert Downey Jr. I just want to take a minute to say <laughs> that Tony Stark is my favourite war profiteer. He's so <laughs> epic. Did you see the real-life like Tony Stark made drones. a tunnel? <laughs> oh it's like a tunnel, but mm. uh, unsafe and bright. Yeah. Cold. Yeah. Remember when the real life Tony Stark was in Iron Man 2 and it was epic? No. It was so epic. I actually didn't. When I watched That's Iron Man 2, epic. I didn't know who he was because. Yeah, me too. Be- it was a better time. So. I have not watched Iron Man 2 because uh, even even back then, that movie got. Like, oh, it was bad. Yeah, it's really poor reception. <laughs> <laughs> there was some weird. Probably Russian one of like the worst. Whips, which, to be fair. Pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> In the in the new in the new one, I think the villains are like anarchists or whatever. It's fine. The the like Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Ah, uh, anarchists are evil. So, mm. Flag uh, but Smasher. there's no there's no politics in uh, superhero TV shows. Anarchy so is when things are chaotic um, and uh, like people are running around the street killing each other. That's why there's an argument. That is anarchy. People want that because that's the thing people want. <laughs> 
Yeah, they just want it to be smashing. <laughs> that's that's, what that's, I mean. that's that's what the idea it's an ideology yeah. based on anyway, just like throwing bottles at walls um when kropotkin uh, wrote but the i do Conquest think the of idea bread, of uh, smashing into a bakery <laughs> and stealing all of their bread forever yeah yeah mm. hey can i just say something about the conquest of, of bread for a second <laughs> we mentioned that we mentioned my like Lindsay ellis tweet earlier <laughs> a few hours ago um when we started recording and it 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 did strike me how fucked up it is that that genre of or that group of YouTubers is called BreadTube. Like they're when when they're doing like their epic uh, videos about cancel culture. That's like the uh, equivalent of the conquest of bread. Like that's 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 what it was named after. Anyway, that's what YouTube is. YouTube. It should be called. <laughs> we really, we really analyzed this, this, this book. We really analyzed this, like the, like that movie that uh, doesn't star Robin Williams, you know, but um, <laughs> stars Robert De Niro. You know what? You could call this. You could call this episode like Men at Arms Explain. <laughs> Men at no, really. Men at Arms. No, really. This time, explain. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say about the clown thing, uh, like. All jokes and jests aside, the idea put them aside. of a of a Soviet clown that takes uh, his profession really seriously is like so uh, fascinating to me. I love people who there's there's like that Roger Ebert quote I think about like I uh, said it about Ocean's Eleven about how it's just very satisfying to watch people who are good at their job. <laughs> yeah, in the same way, I just love to learn about like people who were really good at their art form, even if it's, like, clownery, or especially if it is. Yeah. You know, the exact um, right angle of attack for a custard pie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, it's sort of like, he talks about these, like, juggling routines but that other people have done, but, like, in excruciating detail, he'll be like, and then the great Zambini stood on top of the, the broom, and the broom was on top of a horse. And then as he stood on top of the horse, he chucked the juggling ball to his assistant Zelda, and it would go on like that for, like, pages. It's really funny. Wow. That rules. I know, it's so great. Um, <laughs> I love that. Uh, what have we? What else have we got to say? I feel like there's some there's something we completely forgot about, but I can't uh, think of what lot. it I mean, is. Uh, oh, on. I was gonna... <laughs> I was gonna talk about like uh, Caddy for uh, for a second because uh. we mentioned that earlier. Like, what a what an impactful death! Like that, yeah. That that was it was really well done. I felt like like the way the way uh, he describes the funeral later, where it's like um, there's only Watchmen and they're like, you know, some of their close uh, relatives. Um, the way that it's, it describes the uh the like uh funerals sermon or whatever being very basic recital done by someone who doesn't really care like that mm. i feel like that that really hits like that made mm. yeah yeah mm. i think it's really good because Cuddy's such a likable character and then killing him off yeah. feels like something that's significant and like a significant consequence rather than just being like you know, for shock value or whatever, it feels like, yeah, yeah part. Yeah, I you know, it makes it more serious. Coming. It's an unusual yeah, thing in in Terry Pratchett books, actually. Yeah, he doesn't often kill off protagonists. No, no. um, not in this way. Um, mm. 
and not only like old ones, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, what did uh, Robin? What did did you think? Did you think Angua was really dead at the end? <laughs> Were you like, obviously she's still alive? I, well, I mean, kind of because I wasn't expecting Cuddy, and yeah. then I was yeah. like, oh, well. I thought Cuddy was going to live through the end of this book, and I thought Dr. Cruces was going to live through the end of this book. So <laughs> the fact that they both died, and then it was like, oh, and Angua as well, I guess. Um, but then I I don't know. It kind of... Because I think there's too much in fandom spaces about Angua and Kara. I was like... Mm, yeah, if they, if they had sex once and then she immediately died, that would be extremely wild. <laughs> Yeah, fridged. <laughs> yeah, really. Um, yeah. No, she she's around. Yeah, she's <laughs> this Discord written dog. by Patrick Rothfuss. <laughs> <laughs> Angua dies instantly. Yeah, I mean, I guess I guess Cuddy was kind of fringed, uh, fridged to like give the writers motivation or whatever. I mean, I don't think um, it counts as fridging when you just kill a character, no. like. Because that's no, just like a really. lot of media. Let's you know that stories. Let's not get TV tropes brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love TV tropes brain though. It's one thing you got to know about me. Um, but it, I did really like how uh, I love the how brick detritus joke. was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did really like how the detritus was always like, oh, this is a this is a helmet that my friend Cadu made. Yeah, me. that's yeah. nice. That, that was cute. He made him a helmet, so he made him a computer cooling helmet so that he could be smarter. He He's got like a, a and also not knock himself out while saluting. Yeah, it's really thoughtful. It's, it's yeah. nice. I love those two. I'm, I'm, I'm getting sad now. It is. It's genuinely yeah. sad. You're like, what a beautiful friendship that was only it's in its just infancy. like, just like when Detroitus died in episode one of the Watch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I did cry then. Also, how do you kill a troll with a crossbow bolt? You can't, right? <laughs> he's made of rock. Yeah, and this one, like, three gunshots fire off. He's, he's been hit with uh, so many bullets. And yeah, he, gets, he gets shot repeatedly, and it sort of makes him ooze yeah. a bit. He yeah, get, he's like... He gets okay. hit by several bolts as he's trying to, like, kill all of the assassin. The other thing, the other thing about the show I was going to bring up is... Uh, it retroactively made me mad uh, how how bland they made Carrot, and yeah. specifically, not even how bland they made him, but how like outright unlikable. Yeah, like, he's just not very interesting. They made Carrot in the show. It really stood out to me in this book, like the contrast between the contrast between in this one where he like understands that he might be like magically kingly mm-hmm. and steps away from it, and like you know just. Only people that he even like lets know about it are Vimes, kind of, and Veterinary. Uh, whereas in the show, it was like he got really excited yeah. about maybe being king and then disappointed when it turns out he wasn't. I know, that was kind of wild. He really was a, like a, He's just a different person version. Yeah. Yeah. He had no real similarities apart from being like naive. Also, I yeah. I find it I don't know I I think the way Terry treats um the way Terry treats like undead in the book is I don't it's 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 a really positive way of treating the like, the idea of undeath. And in the show, they just yeah. revert straight to the whole thing of like uh, being werewolf is curse bad. Yeah, and like I yeah, know, like. 
I don't know. It's 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 a. Uh, I don't. It's kind of. I don't know. It's it's nice. It's 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 sort of positive. There's guys. Yeah. What if a zombie yeah, I really was just like a it. guy? <laughs> yeah. was a guy and i mean like we said this in the in the in the dis- in the show discussion episode that you know obviously there's several ways in which you can portray um undead or supernatural creatures just in general you, several ways you can like use werewolfhood as a metaphor for things um i just think in retrospect the like being a werewolf is a curse and awful for you it's just the more boring version like it's just it's just it has been done so many times. Yeah, it's like the main werewolf story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, obviously, I'm not saying it is like the, the way Terry does it is the best and the only way it should be done. Very much not saying that. Yeah, uh, we've all seen Van Helsing, classic film. Uh, oh, great film, classic. Uh, but um, <laughs> thirty years old, perfectly <laughs> aged. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want first bite. <laughs> I've seen that movie so many times. Um, so sad. We watched it in media studies. <laughs> well, yeah. Maybe it is a fake. That's why. Maybe it is a fake course. Yeah. But yeah, like. Carrot and Carrot and Angua's relationship is also just I think is made more interesting if if the being werewolf isn't like an uncontrollable curse, but just like just like a normal thing that your partner will have to deal with and that you can be like, you know working supportive it. about or not. What yeah. do you think about the assertion by Gaspard that Carrot is Angua's master now? Mm. <laughs> not good. You a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't like that bit. Actually, I'd forgotten about that. No, and I was like, "Ooh, it's a bad vibe." So like Angora is kind of I'm... a dog, and Carrot's kind of her master now. So she's gonna have to go back to him if he asks. I'm not sure how to take well... that, Terry. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I think it's misunderstanding. It's Gaspard misunderstanding what relationships I think so. are. In that, um, unlike he's projecting, so, yeah. otherwise agreed. In the bounds of a consensual relationship, no one is anyone's master. <laughs> no, because I think, I think Gaspard. Like, I, I agree with you in that it might just be like, maybe not very successfully done. But so. it's Gaspard is just Gaspard is just kind of a fucked up guy. Like, he really is. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm never gonna he, get. A, he's he's like a dog inter. Yeah. <laughs> Gaspard yeah. problematic. Called out. <laughs> <laughs> What if a weird guy was a dog? He's like, I want a girlfriend, even if she turns into a human every now and again. I'm fine with it. Um, but she doesn't like me because I'm not hot. I'm not a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> when do, do werewolves? Is it ever? Is it ever discussed whether werewolves fuck dogs in this? Like when they're a dog slash wolf? They can. I don't like to think about but it. But like, do they? Like, because they're also sentient. But then apparently ah. dogs are now as well, so don't <laughs> So it's fine. Um, it's I mean, her family, when we meet them, they don't, apart from the one that's, like, permanently a dog. Oh, um, yeah. You know, he, they're living their truth. I can't remember. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Aside from the master thing, I, I, I do feel like, uh, like, 
with the end of this book, uh, Carrot and Angua is one of the more successfully done relationships, the more successfully done romances oh, yeah. what in, if they, in the Terry canon. What if they both liked each other and they just had a nice time? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a nice relationship. It's not. <laughs> they're it's not they're both respectful. <laughs> <laughs> what if two people enjoyed each other's company? Mm-hmm. What if what if they're they're in a relationship but they're not like yelling at each other or like mad at each other yeah. all the time? It's fucked up that that is like an achievement for <laughs> for for the Terry Pratchett canon, but it's nice that it happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess be... I guess Sybil and Vimes get married in this book, and that's nice. Yeah, he does. He it's, it's most of the time like he doesn't write like her. He doesn't like writing them, and mm. uh. When he when he does half the time, they're just like jokes about like, uh-huh, I hate my wife, sort of. <laughs> like yeah. yeah, like Colon and his wife, yeah. who they never like have to talk to each other, and that's why the relationship works. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes you know, sometimes sometimes it's just nice when two characters fuck because they both want it. I guess. <laughs> yeah. It is nice, and I I support them. I yeah. I think it's good. I really do like their relationship because Angua is obviously more like normal in a weird way because you know she's a werewolf, but like Carrot has his insane sort of overly simple brain where he sees things in like a particular way that's strange or different to other people. But she, he's also like incredibly powerful, and so they have this sort of very interesting dynamic. But she can also tear someone's jugular out with her her canine. Yeah, but she's like more physically strong, you know. Well, I don't know actually. He's also like can stop a troll bar fight. <laughs> yeah. But then he yeah. does he does get in a werewolf fight at one point and gets owned. Uh, we'll see. In Fifth Elephant, he gets <laughs> owned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> he okay. gets owned. You're allowed um, to say dumb stuff. <laughs> can't really talk about these books and avoid. <laughs> like, yeah. But spoilers are not. He, a thing. he shirtless, shirtless, shirtless fights a werewolf, and it's and it's hot, and everyone's like, "Damn, yeah. that's so cool." Um, that's pretty hot. Mm-hmm. Turns out her family pretty problematic. Yeah, Angus family is problematic, but like in a different way to the show. Oh, they didn't feed her <laughs> best friend to her, kind of. I mean, they might have done, but like in a normal way. <laughs> Ah. Yeah. They're not great. <laughs> but they like to play the most dangerous game. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yes, they, they, they're friends with David Cameron, is what we're saying. Oh, I yeah. See. Okay. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah. Bad the is in this. Mm-hmm. What? Oh, there's some. I don't even remember what he is. There's a guy named Silas Cumberbatch. Oh. It's just a surname. <laughs> it's literally it's just a, funny a surname. surname. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess if you're English. I mean, yeah, like, I'm not going to say it's a, not a funny story, but it's quite funny. Yeah, I, I hear people's names at work, and I'm like, what is this? This isn't a name. There was there was a guy at my school called Hugh Cumber. That was his name. Oh, that's... Oh, First oh name God. Hugh, and last name Cumber. Second name Cumber. That's not good. I know, right? That's a, that's a Discworld name. That is pretty Discworld. <laughs> okay. Uh, any, uh, there was another. There was another bloody stupid Johnson thing. I'm trying the to organ. remember what it was in this part. Oh yeah, the organ. Yes. <laughs> right. You didn't even mention Ritkeley and the Burster are here for a cameo. Yeah. yeah. It says that the Burster is um still very nervous and Ritkeley doesn't understand why and he's been trying to calm him down by like hiding behind doors and jumping at him wearing vampire masks. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> or like yelling at random and for some reason this isn't making yeah. the person more calm Bessa <laughs> <laughs> is more detached from reality than last we saw yeah good to see him it's nice yeah. when they're like the fabric of the city you know it's cool yeah yeah it's good I liked the like uh, librarian playing around with the fucked up organ um, oh he loves it which is actually the next book soul music so yeah oh, oh hey yeah the uh, um, organs are really cool Mm-hmm. That's 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 me my when I'm a day. surgeon. Organs, pretty sick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, do we have any last thoughts before we end this? Uh. Uh. Ooh, pretty pretty good. good. Make it less copy next time. <laughs> they, well, uh, the next one, never. I guess, is less copy. Wait, which one's the next one? I think so. Night what? Feet of Clay is the next one. Um. Oh, that's like that's out of the out of the watch, watch, watch ones. That's a pretty good mystery Feet of Clay, I think. Actually, it's yeah. pretty. Um, it's pretty problematic that uh, the carrot is Angra's superior. Like, I think there's a really unfair power dynamics going on there. It's not good. <laughs> I mean, she is dating her boss, which you know. How mm-hmm. tall is Angra? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say seven. <laughs> she is when she's a dog, so that's problematic. <laughs> Child, she's dog coded, which is really problematic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, yeah. So All next right. week we'll be we'll be reading Soul Music, which is great. I have no bad Soul associations music. with the book Soul Music. Gonna uh, <laughs> uh, be fine. Mm, have not read it since maybe, I put it on the plane. You know, maybe you can replace your bad associations with the, your good ones. Maybe I'll now, watch. So. I have the DVD. Maybe I'll watch it before I read it and just get. That. I would like to see it. Sure. I'm not in it. I've just produced oh. it, so you know you won't get the joy of seeing me, but you get the joy of seeing other people <laughs> do it. Yeah, the joy of seeing um, Durham Uni students. Yeah, watching Durham Uni students do some music. Can, um, can we notice how posh they are by their physiognomy? Measure the I mean, angle of I the don't chin. Know. Get out the calipers. How wealthy they are. When yeah. you join Durham University, somebody comes along with a pair of calipers and then a hammer, <laughs> and then they reverse phrenology you. Yeah, <laughs> they make you dumber. <laughs> um yeah so thank you for listening to this episode of who watches the watch um next week again we'll be doing soul music um if you want more of this you can donate to our patreon um at who watches the watch on patreon google it don't go through patreon because you will not be able to find it for some reason um i did just get a i did just get a reply from patreon that uh that says um I took a look at your creator page and unmarked you as adult content. Oh yeah, we're so. not porn anymore. <laughs> we're not porn. That's so sad. Um, so yeah, you can donate money to that, or not donate. You can give money to that in exchange for our bonus episodes, including Heartspell Up to Date, which is the funny young adult novel that we're writing that people love. Um, or you can get yeah, that yeah. for free at Heartspell Immortal Incantations on podcasting apps and you know the internet i don't know or you can donate five pounds ish to our patreon and get your name shouted out like these people mm. today i'm going to i'm going for an entirely different order i realized you can also sort them alphabetically oh. <laughs> thank you so much to uh this is weirdly uh how is this even alphabetical who knows um Oh, it's reverse alphabetical. Okay, now I understood it. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you so much uh, to all the Rinse Flower stands of the show, which is the five-year-old tier. Uh, Why from the show? Oh, okay, hang the tank. Yeah.
Karen. Mm. Uh, milk succubus. Oh yeah. Rise and grind memes for side hustling team. <laughs> Justin Crandall. <laughs> Evan DM. <laughs> Big flat bond. <laughs> and uh, even more thank you to uh, to Bjorn Strong in the arms, uncles of the show Ooh. on the ten euro tier. Uh, who who give us who find them us <laughs> twice as much, <laughs> which makes uh, which makes makes us love them twice as much. Yeah. Uh, and these people are I'm saying Sarah Macklin, oh, Carrot Lime, Baron. That's all of them. If, <laughs> if you thought it wasn't alphabetical, it's because for some people I say other names than what it says on Patreon because they asked us to say the other names. So that's the kind of bespoke service you get when you donate to who watches the If you don't like the way we shout you out, uh, just just write us in and say what would be a preferred name. We that do not do pro. We don't know all of you, so. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I, I guess one of these is the promo for a meme page, but listen, it's fine. Um, yeah, it's that's okay. It's fine. That's normal. Um, I'm fine. I, I'm okay. If you want to change your name to your podcast name, I can also yeah, see those. Then, then you want to your normal name. We're fluid with... Uh, what, what's the fancy word for names? I don't know. Nom- nomenclature. Nomen- I was going to say that, but like, is that the is same good. with personal names? I don't know. Yes. Okay. Who cares? Personal nomenclature. Yeah. <laughs> nomenclature you see we're always very accurate and we can't be we can't use words wrong in a podcast which we've never done before no. i was being called out in discord for Certainly saying you rather than yahoo and that's just how i gotta be okay well, i feel you, like um, i feel like exclamations are extremely fluid you can just kind of say exclamations because they're you know, indica- indicating that you're exclaiming that's but it is a website that's true but when is the name of a website yeah. Yeah, that that I'm has going an to actual. Use question name. Jeeves. Go to anyway. Go to Patreon.com uh, <laughs> to give us money. Not it's proper funny nouns. Bit. No proper nouns. We we no mess them up nouns. like fathers. Oh, um, these no nouns words, are most no improper. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, this is enough. Okay, let's, hello. Let's end this. <laughs> Good, goodbye, we'll see you next week. Until then. Join our Discord, we'll it's the in the description. Beyond Strong in the Arm is my uncle E-Faith. Beyond Strong in the Faith. Put down the gun. I am the law. Yeah. Dirty uh, Harry, no, pretty gun, fascist. Guns uh, don't kill people. People do. Um, but the guns do. Uh, guns, guns don't kill people. I do. Guns don't kill, um, kill people. Yeah, there's a, there was a funny people. bit where Carrot set hole in this one. I forgot to sh- mention that, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, good book. Um, uh, we'll see you next book. time. Bye bye. Bye. Is <laughs> that dog hit? Yeah.
You've been listening to a Good Episode Productions Network podcast. See the website for more details.